I'm no financial guru, but I'm pretty sure Colorado has already gotten way more than what they invested on Deion Sanders in return. We call that an ROI, and I'm going to tell you just how valuable Coach Prime is to the Colorado Buffaloes. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked on Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borber. Today's episode is our Friday episode, the episode before the game. Uh, USC is obviously traveling to Colorado to take on the Buffs. We are going to talk about the game, Coach Prime, the players look out for today. But first, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Buffs your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, your team every single day right here on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So let's dive right in. Uh, Deion Sanders, ROI. You know, I'm not a big financial guy. I'm not a financial bro. I'm not a big like analyst or accountant type person, but I, I fully understand how valuable someone could be, um, especially when someone, when a place like the USA Today breaks it down. And I think it's important to discuss. So, and I'm going to talk about how this affects the team and the program moving forward. Obviously when coach prime was hired on December 4th, which feels like so long ago, it's almost been a year since he's been hired now. Um, he was introduced on December 4th as the head coach in Boulder and Rick George told the reporters, we don't have the money yet, but I know we'll have it. And so it was kind of funny because everybody was like, that, that doesn't make sense. How are you going to get the money? He's going to leave. He's you're not going to be able to pay him. Well, here's what they estimated. Colorado set to, this is his contract. Colorado set to pay coach prime for five years through 2027. I'm sure he'll get a contract extension after this year or next year. Uh, for a deal worth $29.5 million, including $5.5 million this year. But their estimated return is just one month into the season is $280 million. And so let me break down. They're getting $20 million from ticket sales, an increase in donations of $8 million, and then $3 million miscellaneous. And so they estimated the value of media exposure came with hiring Coach Prime, valued at $249 million. So obviously... He's basically paying his own salary with how popular he's made the program, with how relevant he's made the program. And so you're probably wondering, why does this matter to Colorado? Why does this matter to Lockdown Buffs on a Friday before the game? Because it's super important. Colorado's set to have a couple five stars in attendance. I think one of them dropped out. They're going to have a five-star receiver in attendance. Uh, They're going to have all eyes on them. They're going to have LeBron James, Jay-Z, Ronnie James, Matthew McConaughey. I talked about it yesterday. And he said half the NBA is going to be there. So I don't, I don't know. I'm guessing the Lakers are going to be there if LeBron's there because I feel like the Lakers do what he do what he does. But he is generating so much interest in this program, so much passion in this program. I saw, and his name's slipping my mind. Former former athlete. Uh, he wanted to start a, like basically a GoFundMe for Coach Prime to like increase his salary through donations because they want to keep him at Colorado, and that's a great plan because honestly, when jobs like like say Michigan state opened up in two or three years and they threw everything they had at coach prime. Maybe that's a job that he takes. I doubt it, but you never know. All these other programs are going to see the success he has at Colorado and they're going to throw all this money at him. So for Colorado to kind of figure out ways to unconventional conventional doesn't matter to get money in his pockets and keep him in Boulder. That's great. Also the return on interest comes from the, the pure passion that people bring the pure interest that people are bringing to Colorado recruits are now interested in Colorado. That is something that people keep telling me 75th 
recruiting class in the country or whatever. I think it's 75 unless I moved down because Pete, it, it's hard to tell what where they rank from the day to day because obviously other programs get recruits and make it all difficult to yeah 75th in the country headlined by a number 65 overall recruit aaron butler they only have eight commits and so people are like ah oh, he can't recruit it's 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 all this hype it's all this but well here's the thing when it comes to coach prime and recruiting obviously he says that he values the transfer portal and so i imagine that he's going to continue to do that i imagine the five trans or the five linemen that are starting now i would say at most Two of them will start next year, maybe three, but two of them, I think Van Wells gets to start and then maybe save you on Washington. But the rest of these guys are going to get replaced and it's going to be a brand new Colorado team. And here's the thing, his reach and kind of popularity helps him with that. That's a return on interest. He's going to bring in more transfers, more top transfers, like guys that like, for example, Alabama transfer, I forget his name, offensive lineman transfer to Florida. Starts for Florida right away. Uh, productive offense lineman. Maybe Colorado gets a couple of those guys. SEC lineman transfers who played a little wherever they were, and they just need a better opportunity to start. Maybe Colorado gets a few of those guys. So the interest in Colorado is through the roof. I think players value playing in front of the biggest television crowds in college football. I think players value playing in sold-out uh, venues. But By the way, we got the email from the school. Let's let's be a little more a little more safe at the games. It seems like it's been getting a little too rowdy, and uh, we let's be a little more safe, you know. Um, but back to what I was saying: you bring in recruits, you bring in transfers, you bring in more sponsors, you bring in famous people. All these people are interested in Colorado, and it just helps propel, it helps project the brand and make them a national power. And when you head into the Big Twelve, who the Big Twelve is up for grabs, like. I was saying this from the moment Colorado joined the Big 12. I was like, the Big 12 is up for grabs. And when you look at the other teams around them, Utah has a bunch of injuries right now, and they're going to lose a lot of experience. They're going to lose a quarterback. And their quarterback situation is, eh. Like, Nate Johnson's done his job, but it's no cam rising. So Utah is kind of like their only other competitor. Baylor's down. I think they might be a year or so away from moving on from their coach unless he turns things around. Matt Campbell is on the hot seat. I think Iowa State, he's just – the program has – plateaued like they just are what they are they're a, a mid-tier big 12 program tcu is another program that i think could be one of the better programs in the conference but i think colorado's on a higher trajectory than they are they obviously had a great season with house money last year but they're not replicating that same year and then it's kansas and i think kansas has a good potential but if lance leopold leaves then who knows what happens to that program kansas state's always good but colorado none of them none of them even come close to sniffing the popularity that colorado has and that's going to make it so much easier to recruit coach prime's going to be able to go in anywhere recruit kids out of florida recruit kids out of texas and it's going to be very very effective for him and other programs in the conference are going to be like, Oh, we wish he did not come <laughs> because he's just that good. And so Colorado is great getting a huge return on investment um, on coach prime. He's bringing passion. He's bringing money. He's bringing energy to Colorado. And a lot of the energy and passion that he's bringing are from recruits and people that really matter to determine how good uh, your team can be. So yeah, let's, let's, let's call it what it is. You know, they, they're making big moves out there in Boulder and coach prime is the catalyst for it. Um, this episode of locked on buffs, the catalyst of this episode, let me tell you is brought to you by neutral our good old sponsors over at neutral Let me tell, let me tell you about neutral 
if you or someone you know um, have kind of been through the ringer when it comes to hair growth or your health, Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. There's no drugs. There's no compromises. Just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. You, see, you look at your dad, you look at your grandpa, and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to go bald in a couple of years. That doesn't have to be the case. Um, take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol science-backed hair, science hair growth supplement for men. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. So you could get ahead, ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one der dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible, visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their hair health wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, to, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair throughout your whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and meta metabolism through whole body health. So take the first step to visibly thicker hair, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month, month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, on all one word. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. And then Nutrafol is spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men. And enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's Nutrafol.com slash men. Promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Go take control of your hair's future. We are back and we are talking about USC players to look out for. Obviously, huge matchup tomorrow. I think Colorado has a, they have a pretty big chance to kind of make a statement or they have a pretty big chance to, I guess, I don't say be embarrassed on the national stage because obviously Coach Prime said this is the worst that they're going to be. So it's like, I don't want to say it's like a, an excuse, but it's like there's a reason that Oregon beat them so handily it's colorado's not where they need to be when it comes to competing with those top teams but of all of the top teams in the pac-12 so i look at washington oregon usc utah which utah kind of gets like a little pass because they're they're missing like 12 players due to injury including their starting quarterback and they should be back in the next week or so so utah is going to be a different team but those three teams usc oregon washington of those three usc is the most vulnerable why their defense let me tell you about their defense, um, which I'll get to. I've talked about in a while, or I've talked about multiple times this week. Their defense just gives up points. You know, they struggle against offenses that are able to air it out. They struggle against offenses that can run the ball. So if Colorado was able to run the ball, now would be the time. Um, tough, tough little battle they've been having. But let me tell you about players to look out for. Um, we'll start off on the defensive side of the ball. Let's get defensive. So up first a man by the name of Bear Alexander. With a name like Bear, you always got to look out for him. But Bear is a ginormous human. Um, he's clogging up the middle of the line for USC. And I watched, I've watched. i been watching their games uh, throughout the season, and he kind of is always making an impact. He's just always in the mix, kind of collapsing the pocket. He has two pass deflections as well, uh, which leads, which is tied for the team lead with, or no, there's someone with four, sorry. Uh, but there's he has more pass deflections than a few of their corners. So Bear Alexander, big body Georgia transfer, who is really helping generate pressure and collapse the pocket and making life difficult and making life easier for his edge rushers. And let me tell you about their best edge rusher guy by the name of Solomon bird. 
a senior who transferred from Wyoming a couple years ago, had four sacks all of last year through the first four games. I think USC's played this far, five games because I or they played four, excuse me. Through the first four games, he has four and a half sacks and three forced fumbles. That is not good. Uh, obviously, you think of the issues Colorado's had blocking, uh, protecting the Shadur. They've given up 23 sacks on the year. Second most in the country. Not great. And so I, I imagine one Mr. Solomon Bird will be, we'll hear his name a few times if Colorado's unable to protect Shadur. But yeah, he's got four and a half sacks, 13 total tackles, three, three forced fumbles, and he is just a nightmare a nightmare for offensive linemen. And I think he, he doesn't really have, I would say he's more underrated because obviously he leads the team in sacks, but it's like, you don't hear a lot about him. You hear about Caleb Williams. You hear about a couple other guys that I'm going to talk about Zachary branch and even like Shane Lee or whoever it may be, or I'm looking at the Tackett Curtis as a freshman linebacker. That's been doing well. They have a lot of guys that have been playing well, but I don't think any of them have been playing better than Solomon Bird. And then you go to the other side, the other edge rusher. You got Jamil Muhammad, uh, a senior who also transferred in this this year from Georgia State. He has three sacks already and two forced fumbles. So their edge rushers are electric. It's a, a great duo. They're going to make life hard for Savion Washington. And then the tank on the, the left tackle, they're going to make life difficult for him because they're just going to be nonstop, just coming at you, coming at you, and making trying to make life difficult for Shadur. Let's go to, is there any, let's see, who leads their team in interceptions? They only have two guys with interceptions, both their safeties. So their corners obviously are very, very, I won't say that makes them vulnerable, but I think they've had better corners in years past. And now let's get to the offense. Receiver-wise, they have five receivers that are really good. I look at a name like Taj Washington, who transferred in from Memphis. Brennan Rice, the son of Jerry Rice, former teammate. To one Mr. Deion Sanders. Um, when Coach Prime was asked if he cared about playing against Brent Rice, he said he did not. He said that he cares about his kids only, like his team. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good one. Also, USC's sacks, they rank third in the country in sacks per game, or in team sacks, excuse me. They have 16, which Louisiana is the only team that has more than them. And then Marshall, who ranks first, has 15 through three games. So, USC is definitely getting pressure in on the quarterback. And that's going to be a tough matchup for Colorado, who has struggled. If if they get as much pressure on Shadur that Oregon does, it's going to be a rough game again because USC's offense is going to absolutely shred uh, any defense that comes in their way. So, yeah, wa- wide receivers. They got Taj Washington, four touchdowns. Brendan Rice, I think he's much improved. Oh, Brendan Rice, former Colorado Buffalo. I don't even can't believe that slipped my mind. He's been at USC for the past couple of years. He has 12 catches for 257 yards, averaging 21 and a half yards per catch, five touchdowns. So obviously a much larger role for him at USC. And then you look at names like Deuce Robinson, who younger guy, freshman, he has eight catches for 186 yards, one touchdown. He was the, if you guys didn't follow his recruitment, kind of had like a, a baseball opportunity. Could have gone pro in baseball if you wanted, chose, chose to play football. Dorian Singer was the best wide receiver in the Pac-12 last year, and he is he only has nine catches. Like they, they have so many weapons, it's crazy. Mario Williams, one of the fastest receivers on their team, probably one of the fastest players on their team. Uh, he has 12 catches for 127 yards, but Zachariah Branch is the one that stands out to me. He's the one that I think, even though some of these other guys have bigger numbers, better numbers, better stats, better whatever, this is the guy that 
if he shreds this Colorado defense, I would not be surprised. He reminds me, and a lot of people have been saying this, and I think this is what inspired my, like this is what inspired this. He has been drawing comparisons to Reggie Bush in, at USC. So he is elusive. He gets the ball and he will make you miss. He's returned, I think, one punt for a touchdown. He's, he's very good on special teams. He is electric. So he could hurt US or he could hurt Colorado on special teams, on offense. And he's just, yeah, he has a punt return for a touchdown and a kickoff return for a touchdown. So he is electric. And then he has two receiving touchdowns and they want to get him the ball. They want to give him the ball in open space. And for a Colorado team who struggles with tackling, he is someone to look out for because obviously he is someone that could give, give them a lot of troubles. And then running backs, you kind of have to give credit to their running back unit as a whole. Uh, their three main running backs are the, they're averaging 8.9, 8.4 and 8.1 yards per carry. I think, the running back that would worry me the most for Colorado is Marshawn Lloyd, the South Carolina transfer. He is just, when he hits a hole, he gets going. When he gets an open space, he's tough to bring down. And like I said, this Colorado team has struggled tackling. They've struggled stopping the run. And Marshawn Lloyd is someone who can make their life difficult. So, yeah, I think that's that's my running back to look out for there because he's just kind of, he's that guy. Like, I watched them against Arizona State, and they were struggling against Arizona State, but whenever they gave the ball to Marshawn Lloyd, it was like automatic first down, automatic momentum gainer, and it was just, if Colorado, if it's a close one, obviously it's going to be difficult to kind of get them off the field if they're just running at will. And then, I look at quarterbacks. Obviously, you guys know him, Caleb Williams. Coach Prime said he's the first round, first overall pick of this next year, just draft. He's thrown for 1,200 yards, completes 74% of his passes, 15 touchdowns, no interceptions. He's the best quarterback in college football. He is just – they consider him to be the Patrick a Patrick Mahomes-like player, but he's more advanced than Patrick Mahomes was at college, in college. So they obviously have a lot of guys to look out for. Uh, let, I'm sure some other guys will stand out, but those are the guys that I'm looking out for. Uh, and, yeah, it's just going to be an interesting matchup for Colorado – who's had difficulties against really good offenses, or even sometimes like that Colorado State offense was solid. This is probably the best offense they've faced, uh, but it's going to be a difficult matchup for them for sure. This episode of Locked on Buffs is also brought to you by our good friends over at eBay Motors. Well, let me tell you about my good friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to keep your car into the MVP form and bring it into that MVP form if it's not already. Keep that ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motor slash motors, excuse me. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Okay, concluding this episode, I'm going to break down the guys that I think need to step up. For Colorado to win this game. I think Colorado can win this game. This was one of the games I projected them to lose. I'm not going to waver from that. I could be wrong. But seeing how they performed against Oregon, I think this is a great test for them. Because obviously, if you look at their schedule, they have Arizona State and Stanford the next two weeks after this. But then, 
it gets difficult. You got UCLA, who was a ranked team. They fell out of the rankings. Oregon State, Arizona's a frisky team, and Washington State and Utah. So this is going to be a good test for how they do against that upper echelon of Pac-12 teams. But these are the guys that I need to step up for Colorado to have a chance. The offensive line as a unit, I don't care which one, all five, step up. Shadur Sanders cannot be getting sacked five to six times a game. That's just not sustainable. It's not good for his possible health, and it puts Colorado in jeopardy. Running backs. I think if Alta McCaskill gets the carry, I need him to step up. Not because he hasn't stepped up, because obviously he's been injured, but I need him to have the impact that Colorado has been missing in the run game, because without the run game, they are one-dimensional, and obviously it's a very good dimension, but defenses don't have to respect the run. They could literally, they don't have to load the box. They could just, like, Barry Alexander is going to absorb Dylan Edwards or whoever else is running the ball. They need someone to step up in the run game, and I think Alta McCaskill is that guy. So those are my other two. And then I look at I look at the corners, and all of them need to step up. Omarion Cooper, I don't know if Travis Jay is going to get more looks at corner. Cormani McLean, if he plays, which based on this past week doesn't sound like he's going to have a major role. But I need the, the secondary to step up. This USC defense, or USC offense, excuse me, is electric. They have one of the best offenses in the country. They are one of the most efficient offenses in the country. Let me tell you about their offensive efficiency because they are – I mean, it doesn't get more efficient than them. There's two teams, technically one, because I don't count Air Force, that have a better offensive efficiency rating than they do, and it's Washington. So it literally goes Air Force, who has 12 passing attempts on the year and one passing touchdown, Washington, then USC. So USC is one of the most efficient passing teams in the country, and they need the secondary to – I don't know what the adjustment is. I, I'm not sure how you fix – all the problems Colorado's had. I don't think there is a permanent fix or a temporary fix, but they got to figure something out. For reference, Oregon ranks 12th in offensive passing efficiency, and they absolutely shredded this this Colorado defense. So USC's basically, I'm going to say second in the country. I don't count Air Force, like I said. Salute to our troops, but come on now. You pass 12 times, and obviously should be efficient. But yeah, secondary needs to step up. And then Shadur, I think... Obviously, a lot of things were going wrong against Oregon. You can't put the blame on him. But I think Colorado was going to need a superhero performance from him. And is that fair to ask? Probably not. But I think that's what it comes down to when it comes down to this Colorado team. So those are the guys that and units, I guess, that I need for Col- for Colorado player. Excuse me. Those are the units I need for Colorado to step up. Uh, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I will go live directly after the game, which if you're not familiar with what time the game is, it is at big noon. So that will be around noonish my time, uh, three-ish your time if you're on the East Coast, and then in the middle, 11 or 10, whatever, or 11 or, or 2 or 1, excuse me. So I look forward to talking to you guys after the game. Hopefully it's a better game than last week, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for making Locked on Bus your first listen every day. I'm Kevin Borba. This has been another episode of Locked on Bus.